When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Our insider at Horns 24-7 last week, Cam, uh, caught up, uh, got some intel from a former Big 12 coach who talked about the importance of staying healthy, number one, and the impact that has on a season. Like, you think about 2005 when Texas won the national championship, really other than other than Jordan Shipley's preseason injury, like, what really big injuries did Texas suffer during that season? They stayed pretty healthy. You look at 2008, the one game they lost that season was the Texas Tech game when you had you know, Brian Arakpo was dealing with an injury. I think Quan Cosby was dealing with something. And, and you were at the end of that run where you had played Oklahoma and Missouri and Oklahoma State and then going on the road to play uh, Texas Tech and Lubbock. So health has a big part of competing for and winning championships. But uh, – I think that goes without saying. But, Cam, I want to run down some players here. We'll start on the, on the defensive side of the ball, and I just want to read you a couple quotes from this, again, this former Big 12 coach who's very familiar with Texas personnel, talking about the, the most indispensable players on the Texas roster, the guys Texas can least afford to lose. Are you ready, Cameron Parker? Let's do it. All right. We'll start with Jalen Ford. I don't think that's yep. a surprise to anybody. Quote, he's just always around the ball, and it's clear his teammates believe in him. He's a heart-and-soul guy in the middle of that defense. They'd be different without him in the spring. They had Jet Bush taking a lot of the backup reps at middle linebacker. Bush is more of a downhill guy. He doesn't have near the lateral quickness or feel for pass drops like Ford. I think that goes without saying. Uh, quote, in another year or two, you'll have Leonga LaFau and Anthony Hill capable of playing the middle at a high level, but they're not ready to play at that level. Jalen Ford played last year. Again, that's that's a pretty big no-brainer, Cam. You, you're You're – Inside linebacker who is the heart and soul of your defense, the the quarterback of your defense, if you will, uh, wasn't played wasn't All American last year. Expected to play at an All American level this year. Uh, Jalen Ford is the the glue that holds your defense together. I agree hundred percent. I don't know where Texas defensively would have been last season without Jalen Ford. He, you mentioned he's the quarterback. He's been the most consistent player, I think, defensively throughout the entire year. Uh, you could argue. Uh, you know, maybe Demo or today Barron, um, even Ryan Watts. But I think Jalen Ford was the guy that kept everything together. And the plays he made, the two, the two games that stand out so much, the plays he made, the win over Iowa State at home and yep. the win over K-State on the road. Yeah. Basically, those are two wins. And you take those away, it's a, it's a very, very different offseason for Steve Sarkeesian in Texas, and a very different outlook heading into year three versus year two. And a big part of that, winning those those tight games, it comes down to having guys who can make winning plays. Mm-hmm. It sounds cliche to say, no, Jalen Ford is a winning player. When we, when we, when we did our, uh, our summer FAQ yesterday, and the question that I've been asked is, what does the Texas defense need to do in that vein? What, what, what needs to happen for that group to take the next step? It's more it's more havoc plays, more splash plays, more more drive killers. You need more sacks. You need more tackles for loss. You need 
force fumbles and, and pass deflections and interceptions. And Jalen Ford is the, the 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 brain of that defense, the nucleus of that defense. Uh, as, as Rod Babers calls it, the central nervous system of the defense. I like calling it the spine of the defense. You're really good on your interior defensive line. Uh, you know, last year we kind of figured Texas had a chance to be pretty good at safety. You couldn't be any worse than you were in 2021. It was all about was Jalen Ford going to take that next step. He did, and that's a big reason why you had such a big turnaround on defense. Player number two I want to talk about, Cam, is Janae Barron, a guy that you mentioned mm. just a minute ago. Quote, this again, this is from uh, an, an, a former Big 12 coach talking to Horns 24-7 who's very familiar with Texas personnel giving just their opinion on the most indispensable players on the Texas roster in 2023. Quote, I love the way Barron plays. He's so instinctive. He plays fast, physical, and with so much confidence. He makes so many plays that put opposing teams behind the chains or in bad spots. He scored two defensive touchdowns last year, including the only Texas touchdown against TCU. When you think about the fact that he led the defense last year in tackles for loss from a defensive back position, that's really rare. Uh, Going along further, quote, I think Gary Patterson really helped Barron. Gary was the one doing the scouting of opposing offenses last season, and Gary's specialty is the secondary, as we all know. Heck, you could see Gary on the sideline during the TCU game yelling at Barron about where to be and what play was coming, and I think he, Barron, had like three or four tackles for loss. It was actually three and a half against TCU alone. Uh, Barron is also versatile enough to play corner and could certainly play safety if needed. They've got some good young talent at nickel, like Jalen Gilbo coming up behind Barron. And I get the sense if he has the type of season he expects, he'll be moving on after this season, and those next guys will all need to be ready. All I know is if you take Barron off the field, you take a big piece of the defense's confidence off the field. That's the one thing, Campbell. The playmaking ability, we could see that even in 2021, right? 2020, he was almost exclusively a special teams guy. But even as bad as the defense was in 21, he might have been the one guy that I'm like, you know, from the start of the season to the end, he's one of the few guys on defense that you could tell got better, where he was playing pretty good football by the end of the year. But the thing I love, in addition to the playmaking ability, man, Jade Barron, the confidence with him, as this coach pointed out, that's the one thing that stands out to me above everything else. That dude, that dude believes he's going to make every play. And for Gary Patterson, his his move on the coaching staff, I mean, it sure helped with game plans, but I think his help came in developing the players, right? I think that's the biggest thing you take away from what Gary Patterson did, and, and off this article, Insider. It sounds like it really connected with Jade Barron because it felt like he took a step up this past season. I thought he was definitely a player that maybe two years ago he just was still trying to find his role in the Texas defense yeah. and maybe PK and Gary Patterson helped find that role for him here in the star nickel position. He's a guy on safety position that you know you're losing Anthony Cook. Uh, you're going to lose Deshaun Jameson in the cornerback level. You're going to be losing some key guys who have played a lot of snaps for Texas over the last three or four years. Barron is a guy who is returning and can you know be a huge stalwart, I think, defensively with, uh, with Jalen Ford. If you're going to play that nickel position and play it at a high level, instincts. Uh, if you're going down the checklist of things guys need, man, instincts have to be really high up there. I love Jaday Barron's football instincts, his football IQ. You know one thing I really love about Jaday Barron, Cam, in addition to the fact What's that? that he did play his high school football right yes, around sir. Fairburg. He is a Connolly Cougar. Jaday Barron's a Matt Rule guy. Mm. Matt Rule got on Jaday Barron really early when he was at Baylor and got him committed, got him signed, and then Matt Rule leaves to go to the NFL, and Jaday Barron just kind of falls into the lap of Tom Herman and Chris Ash. So I, I love the way Matt Rule evaluates. 
Love the kind of guys he looks for. I think it's only a matter of time before Nebraska. Will Nebraska be what they were under Tom Osborne? Probably not. Is Nebraska going to be a team that can compete week in and week out in the Big Ten? I think they'll get there at some point under Matt Rule. Just because I like what he does. That's going to take a little bit of time. But Jade Barron's a Matt Rule guy. I may, I may get Jade Barron a shirt. Like all you pro wrestling fans know, you've got the I'm a Paul Heyman guy shirt that some guys wear. I've got one of those in my closet. I think I'm going to get Jade Barron a shirt that just says, I'm a Matt Rule guy. Get two. One for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll wear one too because I'm a Matt Rule guy. And, and also, you know, behind Barron is Jalen Gilbo. And I'm, I'm a big Gilbo fan. And I think, you know, he's going to fall in right behind Barron possibly in 2020. For 2025, uh, two years at that nickel position. Not just him. Uh, you know, Gavin Holmes is a guy that can back you up, back up at the nickel. I, I, Barron is interesting to me because I, this is why I said yesterday, and when we're talking about guy, young guys that need to step up, guys that need to have breakout type seasons. It's like Terrence Brooks at that field corner position Ooh. is so big because your next best option, if Brooks doesn't work out, your next best option, Cam, might need to put Jade Barron at corner. He played corner at, at spots last yeah, year, right? And, and if you determine that he's your best option at corner, okay, now what are you doing with the nickel position? Can you put a guy that we're going to talk about next there? Could, you know, Jaron Thompson has played in the nickel. Uh, do you feel good enough about your safety depth to move him there? Is, can Austin Jordan slide in there? Do you feel good about uh, good enough about Gavin Holmes to have him take snaps there? So, again, we're talking about how the pieces fit in the secondary. That piece of Terrence Brooks at the field corner, don't lose sight of how important that is. Uh, we'll talk about the offensive guys in hour number two, but uh, Cam, the third guy, he's the ultimate X factor on this defense, and that's Jalen Catalan. Yeah. Quote for those of, and again, this is from a former Big 12 coach talking about Texas personnel to Horns 24 7. Quote for those of us who know how special Catalan is, if he's back to full strength and playing like he was three years ago at Arkansas, that kid can solve a lot of Texas defensive issues from last year. I'm not kidding. If you were going to nitpick Texas defense last year, this is what I want your take on, Cam. If you were going to nitpick Texas defense last year, there were some breakdowns in communication between the safety and a corner or between the safety and the nickel that allowed some big plays that really hurt Texas. Uh, said there were a lot of 15- to 20-yard passes over the middle where the receiver didn't get passed off correctly in their quarters coverage. Having a ball hawk, heady safety like Catalan running the show back there will eliminate a lot of that. People forget his redshirt freshman season at Arkansas. He had three interceptions. He's capable of twice that many with the way he studies and prepares as long as he's healthy. That's that's the only issue with Jalen Catalan. We know he can play. We know he's really talented. We know he's capable of playing at an All-American type level. He was one of the best safeties in the SEC when he was healthy in 2020. It's just, is he healthy? Now, we did report a couple of weeks ago that the shoulder cleanup he had uh, coming into Texas from the portal, coming in from Arkansas, that apparently he, he hasn't felt this good in a long time. That's, that's what we're hearing, which is that's, that's what you want to hear. So maybe just taking the spring to, to get the shoulder cleaned up, to, to rest up a little bit, get himself right, get ready for camp. Maybe if, if Texas gets the best version of Jalen Catalan, it, he's a complete game changer for this defense. And it all is on if he's healthy. He was a freshman All-American, right? Mm-hmm. Three interceptions. He first, is, team, first team All-SEC is a freshman. He is a playmaker, and he was a big part of a great Arkansas team two years ago. But – we saw that defense was last year when he wasn't healthy, right? You know, you could put a little bit on Arkansas's, you know, 
downfall, if Who you will. Who did he play in 21? I think he played six, seven games. Uh, it was either six or seven, I forget. And a lot of those games, he didn't play the full game. And he got hurt He got hurt in the opener last year. Yeah. If he, if he can stay healthy, Jeff, I mean, what he can provide to this defense, you, you mentioned about Texas in the cornerback position and Nickel maybe moving around Barron and Holmes and Brooks and Gilbo. Having Jalen Catalan out there healthy and at 100% allows PK to be more flexible with his no positions on defense. Man, it manufactures so much depth for you. Because if you do need to move Barron to corner, okay, now you've got Jalen Catalan and Keaton Crawford to safety. Now you can't. Now Jaron Thompson going to nickel, that becomes something you can do if you decide that's what you need to do. So the the emergence of Terrence Brooks and the health of Jalen Catalan are going to be the two things that determine the ceiling for the secondary. I think it's got a chance to be a really good secondary, but it could also very much be an average secondary, yeah. a middle-of-the-road secondary, maybe below average if those other pieces aren't there. I, I think with Jade Barron as good as Ryan Watts is at that boundary corner position and with Jaron Thompson playing a much better brand of football last year than he did in 21, I think you're at the very least a middle-of-the-road secondary. It's hard for me to see this secondary being below average or bad, but it's very much going to limit the ceiling if Catalan's not around and if, if you don't get it from Terrence Brooks at that field corner spot.